Blog Talk Radio. We will keep this promise to the American people. If you like your doctor, you will be able to keep your doctor, period. If you like your health care plan, you will be able to keep your health care plan, period. No matter what you've heard, if you like your doctor or health care plan, you can keep it. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. Let me, let me repeat this. Nothing in our plan requires you to change what you have. Our approach would preserve the right of Americans who have insurance to keep their doctor in their plan. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your host, Alan Smith. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. All right, and welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Alan Smith, along with Donna Smith, of course, and this is our broadcast for Thursday, March 20th, 2014, and we are live at this very moment, 6.02 p.m. Eastern Time, coming to you from the Sunshine State, right here in Citrus County, Florida, broadcasting live across the World Wide Web via the king of radio social networks, Blog Talk Radio. Thanks to our announcer, J. Michael Collins the professional voice that can be heard daily on television, radio, the Internet, movie theaters, and corporate boardrooms across the globe. Find them on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash in, I-N forward slash J. Michael Collins. Now, why did I play that clip to begin with the show? I mean, well, that's a clip of statements from President Obama that has made the topic this evening such a controversial one across America. And Donna, we're, uh, we're back with this topic, uh, Affordable Care Act, nationalized health care, but our show this evening is much more than all of this. It's going to go far beyond all of this controversy, don't you, don't you think? Well, yeah, we want to really get into how the whole system works because uh, I don't really believe uh, most people uh, understand it, the, the, the terms on exchange, off exchange, uh, tax credits, eligibility, you know, how do you do the whole thing? If you don't want to go on the government website, where do you go? Uh, then you've got the 2015 mandate for the employers. And um, I was speaking to somebody uh, within trucking a, a couple of weeks ago, 
and the employers are kind of confused too. So uh, it, it, we really want to cover a lot of ground here tonight, try to answer as many questions as we can. Um, everybody, this is really a controversial issue. I mean, people people just are not happy with this whole law. And, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm not particularly thrilled, but I do know that it can help certain people that um, it, it needs to help and that's what we want to discuss tonight also so um it's a good show and uh, i know tom's already and raring to go over there yep that's right and this evening our special guest is tom smith vice president of trucking division of pay plans and benefits and cdl consultant on the web at info.payplansandbenefits.com forward slash truckers dash credit and this link is also found in our show description for easy access. As controversial as this topic may be, Don and I are here to share the most vital and important information as possible as it relates to the new health care laws and how you, the driver and or motor carrier, can gain the best knowledge and choices when it comes to this uh, all-important topic that, believe it or not, will affect not only the entire trucking industry, but all of us as well individually. And we are attempting here to bring a positive message from a situation that is viewed as a negative by many. And uh, as professional truck drivers, what are your options? What's the cost? Which is the better plan? What are your options as a motor carrier, as an owner-operator, as a company driver? So a lot of questions we're going to try to answer this evening to bring you the best information possible. And our guest, Tom Smith, is the man with the knowledge and expertise on the new health care law and, most importantly, how it relates to CDL drivers and the trucking industry. So the health law and its effect on trucking with Tom Smith of CDL Consultant, our show this evening coming up on Truth About You're Trucking You're listening Live. to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with the Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. And be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here from Truth 
about trucking live and askthetrucker.com. And I want to tell you about TCRG Consulting. TCRG is a division of Transportation Compliance Resource Group. And with over 30 years of compliance and regulatory training and consulting, they are the company that can help you from the very startup of your new trucking commercial business to keeping your company compliant and up-to-date on the ever-changing federal motor carrier regulations. Their goal is to help their clients to comply with the FMCSRs. TCRG Consulting makes your DOT compliance easy and understandable, and they work hard to prevent interruption of your daily operations. So if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. Their services include obtaining DOT numbers, obtaining operating authority, new entrant carrier setup and training, driver qualifications, driver drug and alcohol training, maintenance records, CSA carrier reviews and counseling, data queue filings, plus a whole lot more. Their online special for drivers and owner-operators is offering a yearly consulting service for only $99. So for $99 a year, you have access to online compliance chat, free telephone consultations up to 15 minutes per call, data queue filings, and you'll be able to keep up with the ever-changing regulations with an expert, not the guy or gal in the truck next to you. So for more information, go to their website at tcrgconsulting.com or email them at regguy at comcast.net. You can get a quote or ask an online question. So remember, if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. TCRG Consulting, information and assistance to help you comply. Check them out, tcrgconsulting.com. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. A uh, very important show this evening. Our guest, Tom Smith, Vice President of CDL Consultant. And again, the link is available within the show's description. So, Tom, welcome to the program, and thanks again for joining us this evening. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great, Alan. Thanks for having me. Hey, Donna. Hey, Tom. Well, listen, um, I, I, I try my best to stay away from uh, having a political show, so... <laughs> But this is uh, this is something you know that is important to get out to drivers and motor carriers and the industry as well. I mean, there's a there's a lot of information we want to get in within this timeline. But just real quick, uh, give us all the rundown on yourself and your experience within the insurance provider industry. Sure, sure. Um, I've been working with um, commercial drivers and, and 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 particularly owner operator drivers for you know close to ten years now, and. Uh, uh, pay plans and benefits um, uh, is, is is a New England-based company, and we offer um, a program, our CDL consultant program, that focuses on uh, helping the individual um, get insured with uh, you know health insurance, uh, life insurance, disability, and uh, and those kinds of things. And and obviously um, over the years we've uh, we've worked with uh, thousands of drivers, and uh, the focus has been on this Affordable Care Act uh, for some time. And 
you know, we, we had the delay um, really caused by the federal government that lasted all the way um, up until uh, December. But but uh, but since December, we, we've uh, we've talked to a lot of drivers, we've educated a lot of drivers, and we've learned quite uh, we've we've learned a lot ourselves. So. Well, good. I mean, that's what we're trying to do here tonight is educate and inform. And, you know, many uh, many Americans across the country see this entire situation as a negative for the people and country, 56% last time I looked, and, and with the president's overall disapproval rating trend sitting at 51.8%. But, but when it comes to options for professional truck drivers and motor carriers alike, I mean, where uh, where's the silver lining in all of this? Well, I'll tell you, Alan, um, you know, historically, commercial drivers have been woefully underinsured, particularly owner-operator drivers. I I don't know that I I can necessarily back this up, but my guess would be that three out of four drivers over the years that I've talked to did did not have health insurance coverage. And uh, the the two primary reasons that they didn't have coverage were, uh, were cost, uh, number one, and uh, number two, uh, a lot of folks have pre-existing medical conditions, and they just couldn't get coverage in the past. Um, so, so the law has changed uh, things a lot in those two areas. Um, number one, people can't be turned down for pre-existing medical conditions anymore, um, can't be discriminated against in any way or offered a plan with a higher rate and so forth. And then number two, what we're finding is that for most commercial drivers, they are eligible for um, uh, premium subsidies or, or tax credits that, that actually act as discounts off the cost of coverage and, uh, and make it more affordable. So, so for the most part, we've seen, uh, uh, you know, the silver lining would be that for a lot of people, uh, particularly drivers, coverage is more affordable, and number two, it's accessible to some people for the first time ever because of, of medical conditions. Well, you you know, you brought up owner operators, and we watched them very closely. Uh, I was a, I was owner operator for 14 years, and uh, I understand it just a little bit. But uh, you know, owner operators, as Donna pointed out, uh, as we were talking earlier, you know, of course, you know, their profits are dwindling, and with all the regulations and everything. But when their when their adjusted gross income, uh, I guess it was a recent study when their adjusted gross income uh, was calculated. Eighty-five percent of the screened owner-operators were eligible for significant premium reductions. So, uh, what about those who, you know, are just so against wanting to be a part of Obamacare or Healthcare.gov? Uh, I mean, what if you? I, I, I've had a lot of people write me say, "Well, I, you know, I don't want anything. I don't want any part of this. I don't want any part of Obamacare or Healthcare.gov." And I have, I have insurance through my employer. Um, isn't it? Am I correct in in assuming that even if they do have insurance through their employer, uh, eventually, I guess within 2015, it, it's all really going. Everything's really all going to be a part of Obamacare and the health care anyway. Well, it, it very well could be. Um, if a person gets coverage today through their employer. Uh, the, the the way that they are, they are going to be most affected in the coming months and years are are really rate increases, um, and I think you're going to probably see uh, some pretty serious rate increases, particularly in the small group market. 
of uh, of less than uh, than 50 lives, and it, and it could very well be across across the board. Um, now, uh, the um, you know if you have less than 50 employees, Alan, then um, you're not you're not a part of this em- employer mandate, meaning that you don't have to offer coverage to your employees and you don't have to pay a fine. Um, uh, for companies with 50 to 99 employees, I believe that they've extended the uh, employer mandate out to 2016 for, for those groups of people. So they're kind of stuck in limbo. If you own a trucking company that has between 50 and 99 employees, you know you really don't know right now for certain, I guess, if that employer mandate will ever happen to you. It's been extended now twice. Um, for groups with 100 or more employees, uh, I believe it's 2015, the employer mandate's still there. And so they're going to have to offer coverage, and if they don't, they're going to be subject to fines. And so there's going to be some real decision-making um, uh, being made there. Our focus has primarily been on the individual driver right now. I believe that in the coming months we'll, we'll turn our focus more to employer groups. But um, we've been helping you know individual drivers out there that are mostly uninsured, and we've talked to a lot of folks that are not fans of the law or the president. And, um, you know, we just we give them the facts. Uh, you know, Donna referenced on exchange and off exchange. There are some differences in the plans themselves, but big picture, on exchange uh, means that you're, you're buying plans, essentially Obamacare plans, and they uh, are typically, that includes the, 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 the subsidies or credits that we talked about. You can go today and buy an off-exchange plan, and, you know, it's really not a whole lot different than it was over the last number of years. Um, you're not – you're going to pay kind of shelf rates, whatever whatever the cost of the plan is. What we're finding is that there's a lot of a lot of drivers that, that aren't necessarily fans of the health care law, but when we tell them what the on-exchange rates are versus what the off-exchange rates are, then they have to make a personal business decision. Uh, it could be right. that – you know, it, it could be that the the, the off exchange plans cost a family fifteen hundred dollars a month, where the on exchange plan, basically the same plan, may cost them you know three or four hundred dollars a month. So when you're when you're talking about saving, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars in insurance premiums every year, it's we're seeing most of the drivers that we talk to um, come around. And, and 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 end up choosing plans with uh, with the, the credits that are available to them uh, because it makes business sense. And then there's those, and um, of course we see them all the time. That even though they are eligible for um, tax credits, premium subsidies, um, they choose not to get it and go without insurance uh, because they do not want to be a part of this system. And, you know, that's their choice. I mean, you know, if, if, if that's what you want, just take the penalty. The penalty, I think, is, what, $95 or 1%, something like that. So, uh, I mean, I'm correct in saying that, right? I mean, that's their other choice. They either go get the subsidy or go to, I mean, you could even, your your company can even do an off-exchange policy if they didn't choose to be part of the um government system, right? Oh yeah, you know, ab- absolutely. And we do, you know, we get drivers periodically that 
They just would prefer to purchase an off-exchange plan, or it could be that they don't qualify for um, the credits, and, and so it makes more sense just to buy it off-exchange anyway. But um, it, I have know, there's, a question. There's a lot of, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Um, no, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I thought you were pausing. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, what I was going to say is we had talked about that some people calling in and trying to see what kind of rates they can get. And because they weren't experienced, um, the call center, whoever it was who was speaking to them, they got a much higher rate of premium. And they and some even um, purchased with high deductibles and this and that, only to find out that they really didn't delve into their um, true um, adjusted gross income, and uh, now they're stuck. So my question is, if someone has already signed up with and realized later that the information they gave, let's say, you know, their bottom line on the paper came out to 50000 and when they realized they didn't subtract certain things that owner-operators are allowed to subtract, uh, you know, maybe it went down to 35000 that uh, final uh, adjusted gross income. Can they go in and change that? Yeah, they, they can. We've, we have um, helped people who have enrolled with um, miscalculating income, and, and we've helped them go back. And, and uh, from what I understand, um, really, you can go. A person can go back at, at any time and uh, change income estimations, um, and uh, they'll see their credits uh, um, reflected with that. So, yeah, the, you 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 can go in and make those changes. Okay. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because um, I'm seeing more and more of that where the calculations were not accurate, and now they're kind of stuck. So uh, that's a good thing to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there is there a big difference between uh, the insurance options? Is there a big difference between owner-operators and company drivers, or is it all pretty much the same? Well, you know, there, uh, a lot of company drivers are going to be offered coverage through an employer, and if that if that's the case, then um, even if they wanted to, they could not go get uh, the tax credits available to them. Um, it, it company drivers, as far as adjusted gross income, we found is average um, owner operator. Your owner average owner operator. You know, in any given year, you're looking at deductions and depreciations and, you know, all, all kinds of different things because they can affect your income, whereas a company driver's salary, then it's going to be a lot more, you know, consistent. Um, uh, just before I joined you on the phone, I, I talked to a gentleman in um, Ohio whose company plan, um, the uh, his portion at least, uh, is tripling his um his contribution, and the deductible is going from twenty five hundred to forty five hundred dollars, and so he's you know he's pretty bummed out. Um, he would like to get out um, based on his income. He would get you know a decent uh, tax credit, so it would make coverage a little bit more affordable for him. But um, because he is uh, offered the group plan at work, um, he's he's excluded from being able to to take those credits. So. Well, I mean, and that's one of the confusing things for me is, I mean, you hear, you know, how affordable this is, 
but then you hear from all these people, you know, that saying, well, you know, I was paying 350 a month, and now I'm paying. Now I'm going to have to pay 1,200 a month. I mean, where where is all this coming in? Why why are those kind of stories out there? Why is that happening? You know, Alan, I've seen fewer fewer of those stories. I know they're there, and 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 I think the fact of the matter is, and 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 this is maybe where. It was a little short, it was not a little, a lot short-sighted how, how this whole law has been put together. But there are some people that are, are really benefiting, and there are some people um, that are uh, they're, they're finding a worse situation. I, I personally think, you know, the, the, pre, the people that were being charged 300 uh, now are charging 1200 that that's an apples and an oranges kind of story. Typically, it could be that those people had a really high deductible catastrophic plan, and the insurance carrier that offered that plan canceled it. And now the only option they have with that carrier is a twelve hundred dollar really rich plan. I, I don't know that, but I suspect that that's what it is. I, I don't know that we're we're truly seeing those kinds of. Uh, of rate increases in the individual market. I don't want to say they don't exist, but I think they're fewer and farther between. Um, the uh, and again, just focused on commercial drivers and uninsured commercial drivers. I'm seeing a lot more of them benefit from the law than than not benefit from it. And that's but that that again, that's just us and. We're not working really with, with – I mean, we, we can help anybody, but 99% of the people that we help are commercial drivers. Yeah, there was one owner-operator we saw on Facebook that when he went through it, um, his premium was like – I believe it was 117 a month for, uh, for a good plan. Um, I don't remember exactly what the plan was, but I remember it was a good one when I saw it. So I think – and he said it was because he knew – how to really take advantage of the deductions as an owner-operator, where the owner-operator really has more leverage because they have endless um, uh, deductions. I mean, you know, if, if they keep good records, it can bring it down really, really low. So, I mean, we're looking at, like, what, between a um, 70 and 90% uh, reduction in premium. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it, it's it, and, and this is where uh, hopefully we're we're helping uh, our, our our services are uh, are needed. There's really a fine line, Donna. You you can underestimate income, or you can sharpen that pencil so uh, sharp sharply that uh, that you you go too low. And if you go too low, you you find yourself. Um, maybe qualifying for Medicaid, or, or even worse, in a state where the Medicaid expansion did not happen, uh, falling into this Medicaid hole where you get neither Medicaid nor the premium subsidies. And, and, and these subsidies are ultimately based on what a person's estimated 2014 adjusted gross income is. So for an owner-operator driver, that that's very difficult. Uh, to you know, in one year, uh, you may have equipment malfunction and all kinds of things. So, so what we we try to advise um, owner-operators to do is is just to, to make a conservative estimate that in a normal year, a good year, what you think your adjusted gross income might be. Um, 
And uh, but but we're we're seeing the kind of you know the kind of savings that you're talking about. There was uh, a California couple that we helped actually earlier today that um, had a Kaiser Permanente plan that they were paying almost thirteen hundred dollars a month for. I think this couple was sixty one and fifty eight. They 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 were able to go get a new plan. And essentially, they they stayed with Kaiser Permanente, and according to the driver, I didn't compare the two plans, but according to the driver, they're basically identical plans. His price went to $571 a month. So, you know, he was calling us back to to say thank you, because now he's going to save $8,000, I think, you know, this, this coming year in health insurance premiums, and he gets to stay with Kaiser Permanente. So you know, we really we see it all. We see we see people that benefit like that, and then we see people that uh, that you know their income may be a little higher, and they get completely left out in the cold. So it kind of goes both ways. And what what do you think the threshold is uh, where you would not receive uh, any kind of uh, premium reduction? Uh, you know, and now again, this is your adjusted gross income, not the gross, because I know, uh, you know, you could gross 200000 and really just after you subtract all your your deductions and your equipment and fuel and all like that, I mean, you could come out making 35000 Yeah, Yeah, I would say probably a national average on what we've seen for owner-operator drivers on adjusted gross income is maybe in the twenty-five dollars to $30,000 range. And okay. uh, generally speaking, Generally speaking, it, it changes a little bit with age, but um, as a single person, uh, it's in the neighborhood of forty to forty-five thousand. That's the threshold where you're going to lose subsidies. Um, for and Donna, this is tough because it's kind of a sliding scale. So I'm just going to throw some numbers out there. But may, maybe for a driver and a spouse, you know, you're in the neighborhood of uh, sixty thousand. And let's just take a family of four uh, to completely not be eligible for subsidies. You're probably up in the neighborhood of ninety thousand. And, and that's again, your that's adjusted gross. That's adjusted gross, right. or actually mod- modified adjusted gross. So, okay, where where modified adjusted gross uh, comes in uh, most frequently with us is uh, somebody in the households on social security disability, and that income counts mm-hmm. towards towards the as income when calculating the subsidy. So. Oh, it does. That was one of the questions um, I was going to ask. Um, how is this law going to affect uh, people, let's say, um, who are covered in universities? Uh, let's say they have a you know a really great plan, they work for one of the universities. Are the universities going to be mandated? I mean, they already give insurance. Well, you know, you take a university... Um, and uh, they're typically very large group medical plans, and mm-hmm. uh, those will probably be the last to change what they're doing. You know, it's probably no different than hospitals or large corporations and so forth. You know, they they typically have um, what are called self-funded group medical plans that are you know pr- pretty complicated stuff, but. I think you're going to see the guy who owns the tire shop with 30 employees cancel his plan well before you would see a university um, cancel theirs. So. Well, I mean, are their rates going up also? Yeah, you know, I, I think I think it's it's a safe bet the rates are going to go up across the board. Um, 
And I've read a couple of news stories where they think that the individual market, um, you know, they're they're supposed to shut down this open enrollment, initial open enrollment period here at the end of March. And uh, and I think sometime late spring we can expect 2015 rates for the individual market. And some early reports are saying that those those could spike a little bit, or, or maybe from a little bit to a whole lot. Well, I want to put your number out there right now. Um, if you want to look into what uh, what what uh, CDL consultant and play, pay plans and benefits can do for you, um, the number to call is one eight hundred four five nine zero nine six two. And uh, they'll just take your information down. How does that work, Tom? They they give you give the information and then you get back to them or. Yeah, generally we have live operators. Um, we're after hours now, so um, if uh, you know you, you'll, you'll be prompted with a, a voicemail, and, and if you'll leave us your contact information, we'll, we'll call you first thing in the morning. Um, and then generally during uh, working hours, we'll, we'll have a, uh, a live rep that'll answer the phone and be able to, to uh, you know help you and give you the advice that you need. Okay. Okay, you know, one aspect, when you know, when, an important one, when you were talking about uh, owner-operators just a few minutes ago uh, and their adjusted gross income, I mean, I just know from experience, you know, there's a lot of owner-operators. There's a great pride that goes along with being an owner-operator, which I totally understand. And, uh, you know, uh, most of them, many of them like to, uh, you know, throw out there that, you know, they make 150000 a year, 125000 100000 a year. Um but when you actually look at the overall average, you know, I have I've always kind of thrown out thirty five thousand a year. But when owner operators, you know, are contacting you and C D L consultant about their options, I mean it is very important for them to um really give you their adjusted gross income. I mean, you know, a lot of them will have a will tend to just kind of wave a little bit and, you know, instead of really giving you the true figures they they might just they might give you you know well i make my adjusted gross income is 65 75 whatever it is but by doing that they're hurting themselves when it comes to their options uh through you and your company correct yeah that, that that's correct but i'll tell you alan um we've uh we do a pretty good job of um of of cutting uh, you know to the chase and, and, and figuring out what what that income may may look like and uh, and, I, and I think that a lot of drivers that we've talked to that uh, went directly to healthcare.gov the uh, that scenario you just explained half the exact exactly it where you ask your driver what your uh, income is and the driver will throw off gross income of one hundred and thirty thousand person on the other end of the phone says, well, you're not eligible for a premium subsidy and your coverage is going to cost $1,000. And the driver says, I don't want it, can't afford it, and then, you know, had a terrible experience buying health insurance. They just just missed. So so I think think it is important because uh, particularly with owner-operators, those are the kinds of things that, um, you know, you need to get right on the, uh, the front end of the conversation. Right, exactly. To get the uh, to get the best options and and benefits for yourself. All right, I just thought that was a very important uh, point to point out. Uh, let's grab a caller from uh, uh, great state of Texas, area code two one zero. Go ahead. Welcome to the show. Now, good evening, everybody. This is Jeff and uh, Tom. I'm really enjoying this discussion you're having tonight. This is good. Oh, great! Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. 
Hey, how you doing, Donna? I, I said gentleman, I forgot to mention Donna. Sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, yeah, so it's a yeah, good topic of conversation. Now I'll just a very good point about uh, old robberies being uh, honest and upfront about what their true income is instead of trying to uh, brag about big numbers or whatever, you know, because, I mean, uh, what you really, what you revenue, what you really earn is obviously two different things, but the biggest thing I want to point out is uh, how important it is to go without yeah, uh, to make sure you do have some kind of medical insurance coverage. I mean, because uh, it's one thing to pay every month for that insurance, but if you uh, have something happen, you have to pay out of pocket for uh, medical services and everything and prescriptions and anything else that comes along with it, it might uh, end up bankrupting you. I mean, I I came across a situation years ago when I uh, didn't think I needed medical insurance when I was younger, and, uh, yeah, it definitely almost hit me in, so I definitely don't want to ever – be in a situation again, but the whole idea with insurance is to transfer the financial risk. That way, if something does happen, you know, if you won't uh, be out as much money or anything. I mean, you might be out a little deductible, but not as much as you would if you had to cover the whole enchilada yourself. I mean, and when you think about the number of health issues that most drivers have to deal with now, that's something that really needs to be taken into consideration. I mean, the sedentary nature of this job can actually uh, wreak havoc on your health if you don't do something about it and try to make sure you cover on your insurance. Oh, yeah, I mean, exactly. And, uh, you know, that's just the kind of information we're getting out. And, Tom, uh, again, you know, uh, there's so many drivers out there, and and I understand, you know, I've, I've taken a lot of heat over this show, um, you know, thinking that I'm, I'm a supporter, and, and anybody who knows me knows that I'm not. But I just look at it like, you know, it's here, it's a law, let's deal with it, let's see what options are out there. But... Uh, yeah, Jeff, that's you know, that's exactly right. And Tom, if if for those who say things like, "Well, I just uh, not going to have any part of this," I mean, really, the only way not to have any part of this is to just decline health insurance on on exchange, off exchange, completely. I mean, isn't that right? Isn't that the only way to not be a part of this? Well, if you go off exchange, isn't that the, but what about, I guess I'm confused with a mandate. Even if you go off exchange, right. I, I mean, when the mandate kicks in in 2015, if it does, again, aren't they still a part of it in some way? Well, really, right now, today, um, uh, you know, beginning April 1st, if uh, whether you buy off exchange or on exchange, if you're an uninsured American, you are part of it. Because you're, you know, whether you want to be or not, you uh, you're, right. you're you you ha- you have to get coverage, and you're going to be uh, you're going to have to pay fines if you choose not to. You know, I mean, the, the great I think I think one of the things uh, about this law, this this individual mandate, you know, I, I don't necessarily like to be told what to do by the government, and um, and I think that's how most Americans feel. Um, and, and so I think a lot of drivers are kind of hung up on that. You know, they they don't want to be told that they have to purchase coverage. Now, a lot of them that we talk to, when they take a step back and look at what their options are, they may choose to elect coverage. But I, I you know, I, I, the, the the penalties are such that they there's not a, a whole lot of teeth in the law. I mean, they probably could have done away with the individual mandate and do exactly what they're doing now. But uh, but you're right, Alan. I mean. Uh, on exchange, off exchange, really we're all falling under this law one way or another. Yeah, and that's the yeah. point, you know, because I, I, I get, you know, a lot of emails, you know, 
yelling at me, you know, well, I'm just not going to have any part of it. And it's like, well, you're going to be a part of it one way or the other. But, one, you know, we're trying to get out, trying to put out options and information on this show. And one of those options is, well, decline coverage altogether. But you're still going to be a part of it because you're going to end up paying the fine. Well, I mean, with that, all political stuff being set aside, you know, because a lot of people uh, think about the president, uh, whatever. Okay, let me rephrase myself here. Uh, they automatically assume this is some Obama created. They don't want anything to do with it. But, I mean, uh, but everybody wants to talk about personal responsibility and stuff. It's like, you know what? If uh, more people would have had insurance on the Roman, uh, maybe this wouldn't have even been a uh, topic of discussion in the first place. But, I mean, I'm not an Obama supporter myself either. I don't like the government getting in my life. But at the same time, uh, I've always had the mentality after I learned my lesson years ago that uh, medical insurance is a, a definite necessity. I mean, uh, I see a lot of guys who uh, place higher priority on uh, buying a brand-new pickup truck and that bass boat and that brand-new Harley Davidson motorcycle than what they do uh, purchasing medical insurance for their family. It's like, okay, where's, you know, where's the priority at here? I'd rather, you know, do without a few things and know that I'm covered, so if something does happen, it's not going to kill me financially. And that, that's a very good point, which, which brings up one more point, is that, you know, for some time now, we've all been talking about truck driver health, and because of the lifestyle, because of, uh, you know, just just the way the job is, that it, it, you have the potential for certain diseases and if you don't take care of yourself and let's be realistic the number of drivers who take care of themselves is um is not that great you know i mean uh, i know i know you do i know there's uh, runners like jeff clark over at team run smart and all that but you know the, the majority of drivers you know they drive and uh their their exercise and and food uh quality of food is not that great a lot of them smoke and they develop arthritis, diabetes. Uh, the job is stressful, uh, so some have high blood pressure. So you're talking to a group of people that have illnesses and not to be covered, it, especially. It's one thing not to be able to afford it, and I get it. But I don't understand being sick and having having illnesses that you couldn't get insurance before anyway because they were pre-existing and now that you can't be declined and you do have these problems why would you refuse the um the reduced premium now and get your health in order and if it's exactly. just to make a stand yeah, if it's just to make a stand and stand up for something cuz you believe in okay, I get that because I'm all for standing up for what I believe in and by not signing up if you think that that will help destroy this you know if that's what you believe then you know my hat's off to you on the other hand if you are very ill and you're dealing with diabetes and all these other things um, I, I have a hard time and then the next step if you want to go a step further is if you have children and a wife uh I would think you would want to protect them if you could get a, a good policy for $300 or $200 a month for your whole family. But that's just me thinking, you know. Um, but you know us, we stand up for everything you could possibly stand up for, but this is an area 
that I find it difficult with health. And I guess it's because I myself have um, health issues, and I have a private plan, you know, a Blue Cross Blue Shield. And um, yeah, Donna, and be it be it whether on exchange or off exchange, but I mean, uh, just for the family's sake, I mean. Um, just like you're saying, I mean, you don't have to go healthcare.gov. You can go with uh, with Tom, uh, CDL consultant, and off exchange, and maybe find a good deal. Okay, but but even but when Tom does this, doesn't this go through? Once it's on the on exchange, Tom, everybody still goes through that that uh, funnel, right? I and mean, once you get your subsidy, that's it. You're on the on exchange. Oh, the subsidies, yeah. 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 And, or is that and, right, Tom? That, no, that's right. And, and, and if you're on exchange, you know, every part of the application or every application touches or goes through a, a federal portal with healthcare.gov, and that's where right. that's where um, the uh, the, print, the tax credits we, we quote people are confirmed. And uh, Okay. And if so, they say, no, Tom, I don't want a subsidy, I know I'm entitled to it, I don't want it. That doesn't go through the funnel. That's an off exchange. Am I correct? That that's right. We just we take them directly to Blue Cross Blue Shield or United Healthcare or Humana, whoever it may be. Okay, so they have that choice: the 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 on exchange, off exchange, or totally decline. And that's really basically your only three options, right? That's right. Okay, I, I just want to get that clear. Um, you know, so people understand, you know, why uh, why we're we're on the air right now and spending a lot of effort to educate people because the bottom line here is at least know your options, at least call or um, find out what your options are, and we're trying to do that here tonight so that you can have an educated. Uh, uh, choice in this in this whole thing because technically there's 11 days left to make up your mind and, and it's just uh, brief understanding I think people instead of just uh, jumping to premature conclusions uh, based on what a political strategist or somebody out there said they really need to uh, get to know the facts about this I mean I'm not uh, backing Obama in any way I'm just stating that people need to understand the facts Right. If you're going to make a decision so important in your life that's going to infect your life, your your spouse, your children, then then you really do need to understand it and feel good about it. And uh, you know, and that's it. I, you know, the one email I got today, I you know, I was really almost I was upset because it said I'm not going to be a part of this. And if I get that sick, I'll just go to an emergency room. They have to take care of me. Why would you want to get to that point where you keep going in life until you're so sick, ready to die, and you want to go to an emergency room? I don't, I don't get it. Well, that's the, uh, basically, the government, you know, you know who's dating that medical bill to go to the emergency room. They don't have any money to pay for it. We all know who's going to pay that. Well, we all end up paying for it. That's why the premiums were so high, because of all this that was going on. Yep. So, uh, I mean, I, I just don't get that kind of thought. You know, I'd rather, you know, do things to make myself healthy, you know, go get my checkup 
once a year or twice, whatever it is I need to do to, to follow up with my blood work and everything. And this way, if I ever did have, you know, any anything catastrophic happen, you know, I'm covered. Now, I know there's a big problem right now, now Tom, and, and you'll confirm this, I'm sure, with the uh, youth of America. And ironically, these are the people who, who voted, uh, a large majority of them, uh, voted the president in, and they don't want to get, they don't want to pay these rates. And uh, they say, no, I'm just not going to get insurance. You know, they're young, they're healthy, they're thinking, why should I spend all this money on insurance? Yeah, and it's real, it's really hurting, huh? They have a mindset of invincibility at that age. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly and that's what I had too back then, back when I didn't have insurance. Well, well, you know, Jeff, the uh, same thing happened to me. Um, uh, I was still a student, and uh, my my dad, always looking out for me, uh, let me know that when I turned 23 that I would be dropped from his coverage. And, you know, once yep. a week he would call call me and tell me, Tom, go, uh, go to an insurance agent, uh, buy a policy, have him call me, and I'll pay for it. And, of course, you know, I ignored him. Um, and uh, just three weeks after, I guess, my 23rd birthday, I had an emergency appendectomy. And, I, you know, I was stuck with about $28,000 of bills um, at the time. But, it, it, you know, young, young people, um, one thing about this, this new law, that uh, rates have gone up for young people. Um, the, 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 yeah, I mean that's it's uh, it's going to cost them more to uh, to get insured. Most of the time they're single, so there's there's no dependents that are going to drive those uh, those subsidies up, and uh, that's that, that's going to be real, the real interesting thing to watch is when the final tally comes down and see how many uh, young healthy folks have enrolled in these plans to kind of offset maybe you know um, older sicker people that have enrolled. And what it will do to uh, to that risk pool, and what it'll do to those rates, um, because I think that's what everybody uh, will be will be looking for. Uh, like I know, I told you that the rates will come out in the late spring. Now, they have some some squirrely language in this law that protects insurance carriers from from catastrophic losses. I, I don't know all the details, but. There's language in there that will will where it's essentially a federal government bailout of insurance carriers. So, you know, it could be that the carriers choose to keep rates down regardless. I know a lot of carriers are looking at this as a great growth opportunity, but um, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they ever are able to get enough young people into these plans to to really make it work the way they envisioned it. Now, when you say young people in the plans, does that mean even if they go in an off-exchange plan, or does he want them to go through the on-exchange even if they don't uh, aren't eligible for tax credit subsidy? Yeah, I, I think I think they're really more looking um, in in the uh, on-exchange plans where the subsidies do exist uh, to take some of those premium dollars to help offset some of the uh, subsidies that are being you know pay, paid out. Um, and you know what 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 in, what insurance carriers look for is is balance. You know, for for every sixty year old person, they'd like to have a twenty year old person that balances it out. And and I'm pretty certain what we've seen so far, it's that that's skewed much more towards sixty than than it is towards twenty. 
Okay. Okay. So if they go ahead and and go to just call up Blue Cross or Humana or you know Cigna or somebody like that to get their policy, that's not going to help this uh, new healthcare system at all. Well, I mean, no, not necessarily. But I think the number of young people that would get coverage would very few would get it off exchange. I think. I mean. You know, Donna, even if they're eligible for a 10 or 20% subsidy, I mean, most people would take that that discount as opposed to paying, you know, an off-exchange full rate anyway. So um, okay. I, I don't I don't know how many young folks are actually going off-exchange to buy plans anyway. I, I think they're just staying away from getting covered altogether. Hey, we just got an email. As I'm, I'm doing the show, you know, I'm always checking my email and trying to keep up with Facebook and Twitter and all like that, and email just came in, and it's a short one. I'd like to read it. Um, I won't say the name of who wrote it or anything like that. It says, um, Alan, thank you for bringing this to light for so many drivers and so many others in similar situations. I am perplexed why our country has become so divided on this issue. Isn't a healthy nation of people good for business, good for community, good for our nation? Uh, and then he talks about the penalty. I don't like the fact that we have a penalty, though I don't see any other way to get everyone to participate on some level. In the end, it's necessary, and the benefits outweigh the negatives, in my very humble opinion. Thanks again. And then he signs his name. So there are people that do appreciate. I know there was a really nice comment on our blog when we posted, you know, somebody saying, you know, I really understand what you're trying to do for the drivers. And really it is all about the drivers and their health and their wages and what they can afford. And um, But on the other hand, we respect whatever stance they want to take on this. So you want to go without insurance, you know, uh, we'll respect that. Um, yeah, and, and and it's all about their options. You know, I mean, we know that this administration was banking on the youth of America to act, to really pay for this thing, and um, you know, many uh, many and me included. Uh, I mean, I kind of have a feeling that in the future we're probably going to have to we're going to be dealing with a government bailout of the insurance carriers. But um, you know, well, that's another show. But to, hey, let me ask you if uh, if a driver, a company driver, receives their health care from their company uh, maybe I missed this or something is, is that on on or off exchange uh, uh, neither uh, they, they're participating in the employer group market okay and and so, that that's go, that's going to be able to continue regardless uh, yeah there's there's there there's nothing that that's going to uh, to shut the the group market down necessarily uh or there's there's nothing on the surface that would cause the group market to to in theory change a whole lot uh, a lot of people are saying that um particularly in the small group market under 50 employees where they're not subject to fines that business owners are going to find that most of their employees get better deals on exchange than they're getting at the workplace and right, and that was another thing I wanted to bring up. But you can't get it once your once your employer offers you insurance. Let's say it's going to cost you four hundred a month with them, and you realize when you check out the the um, subsidy calculator, hey, I can get it for a hundred a month. You can't do it, right? 
Uh, yeah, right, right. No, no. If, if you're offered uh, affordable coverage at the workplace, then then you're not going to uh, be able to take advantage of those credits. I, I've used a. Uh, I certainly don't want to take up too much time, but I've used an analogy of, if uh, you know, Alan, you own a business, and Donna, you own a business, and you each have a 35-year-old single mom with two kids, and Alan, you know, you're a good guy. You offer health insurance. And Donna, you really have never done it and just never saw the need to. Well, Alan, chances are for your employee to add her children, she's going to probably have to pay, I don't know, you know maybe four or $500 a month out of pocket to add them. It could be that you just contribute to her premium only. Well, Donna's employee, same age, same circumstance, is likely going to be able to go on exchange and get a plan that's much less expensive than what your employee is having to pay. And I think in the coming months, you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see a lot of small employers say, why am I offering health insurance if, in reality, I may be doing a disservice to most of my employees? And so, and then what will, what will they do? They'll drop coverage. And then all of their employees will come as individuals to on-exchange plans and take advantage of those uh, credits. Okay, but but they will have to pay a penalty if they have over fifty employers employees, right? If they have if they have over fifty, uh, and so uh, Forbes uh, magazine had an article going back a couple of months ago where they thought that maybe somewhere between eighty and a hundred million people would leave the small group in, uh, market and come onto these exchanges mm-hmm. in the next twelve or eighteen months. It's a lot mm-hmm. a lot trickier for an employer that has fifty or more employees. You know, because then um, you're looking at today's scenario where you're, you know, you have uh, insurance premiums that are tax deductible. Well, you quit offering insurance. Sure, your employees might get a better deal, but now you have to pay a fine of, you know, two, three thousand dollars for every employee over 30 or whatever it is. Whatever the formula is, you're looking at fines that are not tax deductible. So. If you have 100, 130 employees and you figure, hey, I'm going to drop health insurance, now I have to pay a fine of $2,000 for 100 of them, all of a sudden that business owner has a $200,000 expense that he wasn't necessarily expecting. So it, the decisions are going to be pretty easy for small employers. Larger employers, 50 and above, It's going to be a, there, there are going to be some tough decisions that have to be made. Yeah, the yeah, employees that I work for has a total of uh, about – about 11,000 employees, so I don't think you're going to be dropping their own coverage anytime soon. But, I mean, thankfully, I, I've i got a good way they consider a Cadillac plan and everything, and my rates are pretty reasonable. So I'm thankful I'm going to be able to hang on to that now, too. Well, I, I know from my own, from my own uh, experience, I've always, you know, carried a, a private plan. And, um, you know, Alan gets insurance from his company, and what I'll do is I'll just probably, you know, go on his plan now rather than have my own. The the reason I always kept my own was because of the pre-existing clause. And, um, you know, if uh, I don't like to count on, you know, well, supposing Alan changes jobs, I'm going to lose insurance, then I'd always feel more secure if I had my own. So, uh, but, you know, the way it is now, and trust me, I have a tremendous policy, and um, I hate to give it up, but I'm going to have to. So there's a case, you know, where, you know, people are saying, oh, you're promoting all this and this and that. We're promoting it for people who are going to benefit from it, 
that's what we're promoting. We're trying to help people the way we have for the last 10 years. And um, that doesn't necessarily mean we're benef- benefiting from it. But uh, anyway, that's, you know, I just want to, you know, put that out there that this is a group that will benefit. Bottom line, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not benefiting from it anyway. But let me understand, Tom. So the, the on exchange is the only place you can get a subsidy. Or can you get a subsidy signing up for insurance direct with an insurer? Um, well, e- even if you sign up with an ins- directly with an insurer, which which you know, m- many people are, I mean, you could go to Blue Cross Blue Shield's website today and enroll in either on exchange or off exchange plans. So, okay, y- y- you know, and, and and Alan and Donna, I will tell you, I've I've, I've heard over the months about uh, subsidies and credits being available in off exchange plans. I. I mm-hmm. I've uh, I just I don't I don't know any details. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's not true. I don't really know frankly. I mean I, I I don't know that it would be any different than getting it on exchange. I mean if you're getting subsidies and you're getting insurance, I don't know there's a whole lot of difference. But so I don't want to misspeak. There may be somebody out there listening going, "Oh, that guy's wrong." Because I have heard that, but I just haven't heard any details that back it up. Okay. But uh, you guys pretty much can do it all, and uh, that's why we're, yeah. we're you know, supporting what you do. And I want to put that number out. Let me get it again. Uh, for everybody, you want more information, um, the number is 1-800-459-0962. And, or you can go to the website. Um, it's the big blue banner on, our, uh, on askthetrucker.com. You just click on it. And you'll come to a form and fill out the information. Uh, if not, just 1-800-459-0962. And, uh, and, and they'll be happy to help you with whatever, whatever decision uh, you decide. So, Okay, Tom, uh, you have a few more minutes you can hang with us? Yeah, sure thing. Okay, I didn't know what, what your time limit was, but uh, just real quick, and then we'll let you run. I know you're busy, but employers, I want to get motor carriers in here. You know, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm known for, uh, you know, sticking up for the drivers, but, you know, let's, uh, look, there's some good motor carriers out there, too, so I try to help them, too, as well. But a CDL consultant, I mean, how can you help the motor carriers? I mean, what is uh, – there's a term that I keep seeing, defined contribution. Does that relate to, to the employer? Yeah, no, it, it it does it does relate to the employer, and and I referenced um, the expectations that a lot of small employers are going to uh, discontinue offering health insurance. Um, defined contribution is a way that they can um, uh, look contribute to uh, the cost of the driver's insurance or help offset the cost of the driver's insurance by by essentially, you know, giving the driver money to go buy insurance. And um and so there uh I think I think you'll see that emerge uh in, you know, the, the second half of this year and into next year where you'll see a lot of employer groups that just decide that it's just not worth the hassle of offering health insurance anymore and in a way that they can continue to contribute um, would be through a defined contribution plan, and so, so I, th- I think I think that will probably be an emer- emerging trend, and and I think you'll see a lot of trucking companies uh, decide not to offer health insurance anymore. 
um, simply because most of their drivers and most of their employees will benefit through these exchanges more. I mean, that's, it's not not 100% certain. Again, Alan, Donna, we we see it every day. We may see three people that absolutely, uh, you know, that, that this law, law is working in their favor, and we may see, you know, a person where they're just they're just getting a, a really tough break because of it. So. You know, it, it could be that um, an employer discontinues offering coverage and their employee, um, it could be that their children qualify for um, a CHIP program. And uh, and they may, they may not want their children on a CHIP program, but their only choice is to go off exchange and pay full price or put their children on CHIP and then get coverage themselves. So there's, it, it's it's not, you know, this is, it's not all um not all of the stories are good stories we see most mo- more more good ones than bad ones but you know there are there are people out there that feel like they're getting the short end of the stick what is a chip program a uh, children's health insurance program it's a state typically state state run uh program uh for ch- uh for children where uh, they uh income for families falls under a certain level okay okay all right. Well, listen, um, what what have we not covered? I mean, I'm no expert in insurance and all this stuff, and I, I want to make sure that we get the information out there to drivers and motor carriers that, you know, that you're really wanting to, uh, you know, make sure they hear. I mean, am I missing something? I, I, I don't know this industry well enough to... Uh, elaborate as much on there. What are we missing? What what more would you like to share with everybody? Well, I mean, I I, I guess I'll tell you kind of where where we stand right now and where what we may be looking at for the rest of the year. And and then I'll I'll let, you know, I'll summarize it just by kind of giving you my opinion and kind of what I've shared with a number of drivers that uh, I've, I've talked to. Uh, but, but number one, this initial open enrollment period is supposed to end on March 31st. Um, I personally wouldn't be surprised to see some type of an extension granted, you know, last-minute reprieve because we, the whole country lost, you know, two to two and a half months at the very beginning um, on this enrollment. But the way it stands now, it ends March 31st. And, uh, you know, if, if anyone's interested in learning what their options may be, we're, we really try not to, uh, you know, to cheerlead the law in any way. We just want to give people facts and, and let them make their own decisions. And, right. uh, you know, and, and, and then in closing, I talk to a lot of drivers that aren't big fans of the administration and they're not fans of this law. And, uh, you know, they're, they're torn. They, they, they don't want to participate in it because they don't support it. And uh, you know, my own personal opinion is um, it, it's it's going to be really hard to unwind this law. Um, I don't think there's going to be any substantial changes made to it uh, while this particular president is in office, and he's he's going to be here till 2016. And you know, by the time he leaves office, it, it there it could be that. There's not even a, a small group employer market of any substance even existing out there today. So, uh, you know, I tell a lot of drivers, you know, who knows what the future is going to hold? Who knows what this law is going to work look like in two years, four years, six years, ten years? But, um, you know, what you had talked about earlier, um, I, I, there's, there's, there's a person that I work with that's not a truck driver, but um, he had pre-existing medical conditions, and he could never get coverage, could not get it. 
And, um, you know, he went and enrolled, and he's had, you know, he he has health insurance coverage now. And and you know what he told me? He said, he said man, every night when I go to sleep, I don't, that doesn't cross my mind anymore. I don't think of one something uh-huh. away from being buried. And, um, you know, the fact of the matter is whether you like the law or you don't like the law, um, if this presents an opportunity to get health insurance that you haven't had before or it makes it more affordable, you know, most folks are going to sleep better at night if they know that they're protected. And so, and 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 we hear, and and and, and that's what I tell drivers. And and for the most part, you know, they they I think they think they see it the same way too. Yeah, and Donna, that's going along exactly with your lines, you know. So right. I mean, and that's that's what we're just trying to do here, you know, uh, um, just to try to get the get the information and the options out there. So, uh, well, again, you can. Um, uh, you can find out your options and weed through all of this with CDL Consultant. Just give them a call, 1-800-459-0962. And, Tom, uh, appreciate you coming on this evening and and uh, really appreciate it. And we'll keep in touch. And if there's anything we can do for you, just let us know. Hey, thanks, Donna. Thanks, Alan. I really do appreciate you having me on. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks again. And listen, that number again, 1-800-459-0962, CDL Consultant. And Donna, really, it's all about just giving the options, whether it's on exchange, off exchange, uh, or decline altogether. I mean, you know, these are your options, and we're just trying to get that information out there, right? That's it. And uh, what is that? Don't don't shoot the messenger, guys. (laughs) We're just trying to educate you. Yeah, oh, well, I can handle it. You know, I just I dodge the bullets and just keep on a rolling because if I see something that I think will benefit and help drivers, and, hey, there's a lot of drivers out there that don't like this law and uh, the law of the land, and I'm one of them, but it's here, and uh, there's a lot of drivers that like it, and there's a lot of people that can uh, get some a lot of assistance and help through CDL Consultants. So, and again, the link to CDL Consultant is embedded in the show's uh, description too, so that's the easy way to get to it as well. So, all right, let's take a quick break. When we return, Donna will share a few announcements with us and we'll wrap up this broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live. Be right back. You're listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. What's up, truckers? Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live, and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com. TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs, and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas. 
but they never work for trucking companies. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights, and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website TruckerLawyers.com is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash trucker lawyers and follow them on Twitter as at trucker lawyers. Call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503. And when you call truckerlawyers.com, be sure to mention that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. There's a lot of copycats out there, but you know, there's only one. Truth About Trucking Live. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Donna, what do you have for us this evening? Well, everybody, it's almost Matt's time. And I know it's right around the corner, and everybody's really excited. Uh, we keep getting the emails. Are you going to Matt's? Are you going to Matt's? And uh, I thought I was going to go, and uh, at the last minute, uh, too many other things came up. So uh, I myself, I'm not going. Uh, I wanted to surprise Shelly this year. Last year, you, if everybody remembers, she took that picture of me, just totally crashed on her uh, in her RV on on the um, I guess it was a couch there that I just crashed on. But anyway, uh, no, I'm not going. Actually, I can't surprise Shelly out there. Um, the other thing, though, there is going to be a CD release party out there on Saturday, the 29th. Uh, Tony Justice, um, everybody knows Tony, um, and his latest CD release, Apple Pie Moonshine. So in Papa John's parking lot, there um, he's going to do a performance and have his CD release party. So uh, that's one thing I really, really regret missing. Um, but I know it's going to be a great time, and so many people are going to enjoy themselves at it. So make sure you all... Uh, I was tempted to say use, Alan, but yeah. I, could you tell I, uh-huh. I, I stopped Almost myself? Use. <laughs> hey, what use doing? That's your New Yorker coming out. But uh, all of you who are going, um, please, you know, take the pictures, post them on Facebook, and uh, um, we can enjoy that. I want to uh, give a, a big uh, thank you to all those involved in our social media campaign, uh, all those who have a message to share, and uh, they've, they've come on board with us on Twitter and Facebook. And I want to give a shout-out to all of them because uh, most of them, or all of them, are great advocates of the industry. So uh, here's who we have so far, and I've got you know four people ready to go. Uh, Trucker Justice Center, and we have Trucker to Trucker. We have Pinnacle Truck Driver Training Schools. We have Vorblade. Onboard Oil Tech, Truck Help, Go CDL Jobs, Truckers America, Trucker Lawyers, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing, Lake Cumberland Training School, Tony Justice Music, TCRG Consulting, and we are um, Team Run Smart actually just uh, signed up with us. Uh, and is uh, becoming part of the social media 
circle of trust, as we call it, so we welcome all of them. Uh, Gear Armor, uh, you'll see uh, their banner on the Ask the Trucker website. And, uh, of course, like I said, we've got a few other people. We'll announce them next week. And uh, we're just really thrilled that social media, you know, gets the message out to so many people. Uh, I, I tell you what, what's really thrilling, um, Alan, since they did the new proposed rule on the EOBRs, and, of course, I think the comment section is uh, going to be, you can't comment on it yet. Uh, I, didn't see, I didn't see a link where you could. But, anyway... Um, uh, since that just you know appeared a couple of days ago uh, on the FMCSA site, it's really all over. And I'm not just talking about people writing like you know uh, in the the trucking journals. We're talking about all over Facebook, people discussing it. Uh, LinkedIn uh, had quite a number of uh, conversations about it. I know you and James Lamb were, you know, discussing it both on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, big discussion. And uh, anyway, so uh, that's the beauty of social media. We've been promoting it for a while, and, uh, you know, the more people talk about things and uh, the more things will happen. And what we'd really like to see, and I know uh, Rich Wilson is also a supporter, a great supporter of this, is having your voice heard uh, at the Mixac meetings and uh, letting people know about how you feel. What are the reasons, you know, uh, you feel the EOBRs besides driver harassment, uh, what you feel about them. And, you know, on our Ask the Trucker website, there's a big banner on the right, and it says FMCSA, and it'll take you to Mixac. And then it'll continually guide you to all the rules, the proposed rules, the final rules, and just you know, take take a time to see what's going on because uh, more and more we need to uh, have a voice in this industry, and social media is allowing that voice by sharing information, even if that information is showing another driver where to go to make their comment, who to write, how to write in uh, on the FMSA. So, um, you know, I just you know really excited over what goes on on these social media websites. Um, keep it up, and we're very grateful for those who have come on board with us, and we appreciate it. Um, other than that, I think um, I think that's it for my... I'm looking over my list here, and I don't see anything else on the last week's announcement. So I think we're good for this week, Alan. All right. Well, sounds good. And listen, thanks again to Tom Smith of CDL Consultant for joining us this evening to hook up with Tom and um, weed through all this and find the best options for you. Click on the link within this show's description or give them a call again at 1-800-459-0962. We hope this information will help in your decision relating to this issue. And uh, be sure to bookmark us and add us to your favorites. Find us on Facebook and Twitter under Ask the Trucker. And join in on our blog over at askthetrucker.com. So until next time, on behalf of Donna Smith, askthetrucker.com, truthabouttrucking.com, Blog Talk Radio, and Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe, and thanks for listening.